come and see our Christmas celebrations. Hey, I'm talking jellof. Hey, Fuele Mimeji, this dodo, Ayamashi Elemi 21, with the baddest turkey and chicken. Yes, now, we like variation in our meat. I want my new look to work. Come and see, question. Victoria! Wow! How long did this take then, eh? Can I touch it? Welcome to Black Lenses Podcast. Everyday black stories brought to life through an immersive audio experience. You can listen to Black Lenses Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening from. So, you want to know how I got here? <laughs> oh yeah, come. Come, sit down, let me tell you now. Okay, so I can't remember if we were told that we were going on holiday, or if we were told the actual truth. But I remember the whole process just felt so rushed. I didn't even get to say bye to my friends. We sat on a British Airways plane, back then I called it an Aeron plane. <laughs> no one prepared me, and I repeat, nobody prepared me for the feeling of sickness that overwhelmed me as a first-time flyer. Even to today, I can tell you that I still get scared even when the plane takes off. So hours later, we were served, and what I was eating, the jollof rice was just tasting watery, the meat was tasting rubbery, but we're conscious, bala bala, I didn't know what to expect. You know, for a long time, London just seemed like a place where money fell off trees. You know, it was the place in the sky where money fell off trees. And the pavements were clean. The people that came from Jand, they always had a smell that confirmed my notion. It's not clean, so London was supposedly better. I still didn't get to say bye to my friends. So if I remember, we landed on a hot summer's day. Um, my dad and my uncle were waiting on the other side. Wow! Ah, the pavements were grey, tarred and clean. It even felt like the sun was smiling. You know, not like Lagos' sun, where that one is always angry. But Daddy, Shibi, you said that we were going to see the Queen now. My parents tried very hard though, very, in fact, I have to give it to them, they tried so hard with our grandma, even before our schools and a British accent corrected it. There is no such thing as a ready ready. That's what that man would say. So school started, and all this while, I still haven't said bye to my friends. You know, unlike what you see in movies, not everyone wanted to be this new girl's friend. After all, she looked timid, she hardly said a word, because she knew she was different. She wasn't like them. In an afternoon class, I can't remember for the life of me what the subject was now, but I know it was after afternoon registration, I finally plucked the courage to speak. After I thought I'd carefully observed, you know, read the room as they say, I lifted up my hand. Well, I was the only one with my hand up, so I guess the teacher had no choice. You know, I can't make up the rest of the sentence because I think the laughter of the class drowned it out of my memory because I called the teacher and see. 
<laughs> well, I thought I'd observed everything enough to fit in, but I guess I didn't. That time, eh, I was feeling like the floor should just open its mouth. So my cousin now told me that I would have to change my name because it's Titi. I could be teased by someone who's maybe Jamaican. They'll call it Jamaican Titis. Hey, no. <laughs> so that's how my Muslim name was shortened. Rocky Bat was turned to Rocky. Guess what? I never used it. All this while, I still haven't said bye to my friends, though. But one thing was becoming so clear to me that the UK is just different. You know, back home, we wore and we still wear our names of pride. In fact, the amount of time, the ceremony, the thought process that goes into selecting a name for a child, it's quite delicate. Our names are a prayer, a hope, a vision for what our loved ones hope that we will be and become. Fast forward to secondary school, once a St. Martin's girl, always a St. Martin's girl. Finally, I was taunted in my first maths lesson, again for my name. But do you know what? I didn't change it. I had built thick skin by then. You see, back then, it was not as cool as it is now to be African. On some days, when I forgot what accent to switch to or when I uttered the wrong word, I was referred to as an African boo-boo. Yes, you heard right. African boo-boo, My British accent was still foreign. You know, it was just like learning to speak in new tongues. Yeah, no one taught you. You picked up and whatever you heard, you replicated. Whenever you are in school, eh, you are in Britain. But once you step foot in this house, you are in Nigeria again, Shetigbomi. My parents made this very, very clear. more, they never missed their words though. In fact, boundaries were set so quickly. <laughs> we asked all the questions we had at school, but as when we got home, we did what we were told. No questions asked. And another thing was very clear. You do not speak to your parents the way you saw children on Disney Channel do. Or else. Let's just forget what this is after that. Or else. <laughs> my parents' message manifested in almost everything we did in the house. Come and see our Christmas celebrations. Hey! From incredibly late aunties, uncles, cousins and friends pulling up in their numbers. Into long opening prayers thanking Baba God for the delicacies that we were about to eat I'm talking jellof with the baddest turkey and chicken yes now we like variation in our meat from what I remember we fed our neighbours too were well, the ones on the left and right side we never had to play tug of war with Christmas shaki or bokoto because it was cooked with extra tender love and care. Not the one that you are pulling will be fighting your jaw as you chew. After eating, then we'll settle in the living room together to watch EastEnders. I think that was the only one that certified our pretty coolness. After the big doof doof, the party starts. Or more, Tobari dancing steps of all kind. The joy, the laughter in our conservatory. Listen to me. Irish cream will be calling the Serrano. Ah, by the way, Irish cream is Bailey so. It will be calling the Serrano, Jack Daniels, and Pink Moscato to the party. I didn't need anybody to tell me. Listen, we brought Nigeria to our British Christmas. I liked the thought of uh, 
English name, but I wasn't pressed for it because Titilogba Miolua was just fine. But you know, something somewhere in me just felt like she didn't fit in only when she was at home. One day, I had to complete my national insurance application. Then came the name Victoria. You know, that one is easier on the tongue. More than Titilogba Miolua, it's pretty and it's classy what I would think myself to be. But Victoria, it's a corporate world persona. It's not me. It's the one that fits easy into other spaces. Years I've gone by now, I'm a fresh graduate. It's my first break into the corporate world. The evening before my first day at work, and we had a family gathering slash outing. So I used my panashap, as you do, to pack food to take away my lunch for work. I packed it for Riro. <laughs> Let's just say eh, that I was known to everybody in that home insurance department that day because almost every Oimbo that came into that kitchen at lunch felt the need to just ask about my food. I answered all of Africa's question in that one sitting. So Victoria, what's this then? Why is it green? I take it it's a native dish then. Nowadays, I always think twice about changing my hair. You know, there was a time when you could easily change it and there would not be an issue. But the corporate world was yet again different. This time, in this scenario, Omar, listen, I didn't care. I wore my new look to work. Come and see question. Victoria! Wow! How long did this take then, eh? Can I touch it? Can you statue, Madame Tussauds? For God's sake, she won't see a refined girl in it. A umbrella one, she won't see a refined girl in it. Oh my God, but to be honest, I would never trade it for the world. It's the mesh between the cultures for me. You know, a Nige Bonyoba slash Brit babe is elite, as in, we are elite. I've also learned to weigh the good and the bad. I've learned to focus on what part of both cultures fit with me. Even though sometimes it feels like I'm fighting a battle because I still find myself feeling like a stranger whenever in Nigeria, but still safe enough to be reassured that I'm home. However, home, as we all know, does not seem to care for the blood and the dreams that it births. Lives are cut short on a daily basis, whether or not they're just like me. I love, love, love their Britain's ease of access. You know, the adherence to the laws of the land, the respect for basic human rights. But guess what? Her gray skies, <laughs> those winter skies, I will never, ever understand. You know, I'm constantly reminded, Ajule Dabili. Thank you for listening to Black Lenses Podcast. Black Lenses is a Lupify Media production. If you like our show, we hope you would give us a five-star rating, leave a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to our stories right now. For more exciting updates, follow Lupify Media on Instagram at Lupify Media. Don't forget to tell us about the stories you'd like to hear. See you next time.